Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Hey, 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 Greg. Woo! Are you ready for tonight? I don't know. I, I, I think I am. I, I think I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anytime well, tonight it, we're doing something a little different. Yeah, anytime you're talking about relationships, Brian, it's it's gonna be oh boy. Um, somehow the men take sides with men, and the women take sides with women, and all we're trying to do is come up with a solution to an issue or a situation or a problem. Yes, yes. You know, it. it it's funny because when you start to talk, and like you said, you know, immediately they will take sides. Mm-hmm. I can remember watching this show where, um, I can't remember the name of the show, but this girl caught her uh, boyfriend cheating, and her sister's husband um, had become friends with the guy. And so immediately he was like, how do you know he was cheating? You know, and he was like, he was with another woman. Well, how do you know he was cheating with that other woman? And he's like, because I caught him in the shower. <laughs> and he's like, well, are you sure they weren't just fixing something? You know, he was con- he was continuously trying to take sides because that was his friend. Right. You know? But, and uh, so, yeah, you're right. They do take sides. And, you know, sadly, a lot of times when they're taking sides, you know, the men or the women, they could be way off base. Mm. Brian, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start this off. I'm... Now, I may be living in a doghouse after the night, but I, I just want to ask this question. <laughs> Why is it that women stick together? Now, now, Brian, they don't like each other. They don't like each other, but when it's a man involved, oh, they'll stick together. They'll come together, oh, my goodness, they'll share their secrets, and we're left out in the cold. We won't, they won't tell anything. They won't tell us anything. You know, you've ever, you've ever seen that where, you know, a woman walk inside a building, and she see another woman, and, and and if this woman is wearing something that she's wearing or something that she's got, oh, oh my goodness! And Brian, please don't let them have on the same dress. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness! Or the same shoes. But now, if it's a man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it's a man involved, there's an argument or something going on. These women can talk across the room to each other without saying a word. Ooh, <laughs> they can talk, Brian. I've seen it. They can send signals from one end of the room to the other end of the room without lifting a finger or opening their mouth. How in the world do they do that? Man, look at here. It's, a, it's, it's telepathy. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and, we you know, don't but, have a, and we don't have a clue what's going on. You know, and on the con- converse side, you know, you have guys that you know. as soon as they find out you, you didn't, uh, you know, you didn't mess up, Oh, they'll be at your woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's sad because it's like some of these guys are your friend and they'll go right behind your back. Oh, he did what? Girl, I saw him with such and such. You don't need him. Come on, let, let, let me show you what a real man like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see, and that's, something, that's the that's first something, thing they'll say. Yeah, and that's something we're definitely going to talk about tonight, too. You know, our guest is definitely going to hip us on, you know, tell us about a lot of things that we don't know and, and some things that we do know that we're not really understanding what's going on. Because, Brian, women are taught as little girls how to deal with certain things. Little I would girls. say most women. Yeah. 
Yeah. The rest of them, the rest of them, just like men. Some, you know, and and this is, you know, the topic of the show is why relationships fail, part two. And you know, tonight we're going to talk about why some relationships just don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and Greg, go ahead and introduce our guest. Man, you know what? Our guest tonight is Mr. Brian Lynch. Trust me. We had to have him back on the show, and tonight's show is going for two hours. That's right. The last show, Brian, we received so many phone calls, and I received so many emails, and even they said it at the end of the show, the show is just not long enough. There's a lot of valuable information that we're receiving tonight, but it's just not enough. And, Brian, one of the ladies went so far to say, where have you men been all of, all of my life? Mm. <laughs> 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 so... I think she was starting to understand how men think or how we look at things. And sometimes that's good for us to sit and listen to each other and not take sides to just learn. Because, you know, if you just listen, we might learn something. And that's definitely what we're going to do tonight. Mr. Lynch, are you there? Oh, definitely. I wouldn't miss this one for the world. Oh, man, you know what? We're glad that you came back on. Oh, uh, yeah. This is going to be a hot show. I hope there's no... Yeah. Slinging going on, but uh, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. But you know what, Mr. Lynch? I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. How do you want to start this show off tonight, Mr. Lynch? I want to start by, um, you know, women taking sides, and you know, I want to start there. Being that, you know, we start there. So let me just put my two cents in on that. Women have been hurt. You know, it's when 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 it's about a man, they'll stick together because it's a mutual feeling, and they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> so they, you know, say, okay, well, you know, most men, most women have the concept that all men are dogs, and you know, and then basically she's like, girl, he did what? He dog you out? Yeah, yeah, child. Let me tell you about what what such and such did for me. And they start forming that mutual bond. You know, they forget about being enemies and form a bond together and start talking about men that, you know, what men do and how men treat them and what to do. Girl, don't sit down and take that crap from him. You know, put him in his place, tell him tell him where to go. And, you know, so I think that's why it's so easy for for women to stick together. In some ways, it's a good thing because they need that support because it's sad to know that, you know, as men, you you find so many men play games instead of being leaders. Yes. Uh And another thing you said um, about the the friends, the friends that go up to you, girl, once they find out that there's a problem between you and her, he's been waiting for the opportune time to do so. Ever since you and her met, he's been waiting for the the longest, for something to happen. Don't be surprised if he's not the one that went to her and said, hey, you know what, you know that Greg is cheating on you? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, trust me, I'm his friend. You know, last night when he said he was over by my house, mm-mm, I didn't see him. You know, he called me and said, you know, he was going such and such. And, you know, they're the first one to do that. So oh, yeah. you have to know who your friends are 
and know what kind of relationship they have with your mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can remember when um when my friend's girlfriend, for some reason they would always, you know, ask me stuff. Well, Brian, what do you think? Brian this, Brian, should I do this? Should I do that? And, uh, you know, I always say, why don't you ask him? You know, because I could tell you anything, but I'm not going to tell you anything, <laughs> you know. And why do you think when 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 women think that their guy is cheating, or even when they know that their guy is cheating, why do you think that they believe they can ask the best friend? Because they usually figure that the best friend knows everything that's going on with his friends because that's why they're best friends. They talk. You know, they share information. More than likely, you know, the best friend is the one that instigated it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm getting a feedback. Maybe that's why I'm breaking up. Yes, you're breaking up. Maybe you may have to move around. I don't know what happened, but you went really, really low. Now, I took it off the speakerphone, but... um, You might want to go back. You might want to go back to the speakerphone. But, it was, it was, but it was, you know, and that's funny because if you went, well, you know, even on the other side, when guys think their girlfriends are cheating, they usually try to ask the best friend. You know, because, like, you, and you're right, the best friend knows what's going on. And, see, with that, you have one or two situations. Sometimes that best friend is really trying to get in good with the boyfriend. That is true. So, of course, they'll put it out there, but they'll put it out real subtle. They'll put it out in a way that, okay, he knows now, but I don't want him to leave her because then I don't get my chance at it. That's true. See, the and thing about... Sometimes, think about, you know what, I could have it for myself. Yeah, you know, because they might know, hey, he's a good man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let him get away, you know, or... Or right. you know she's not good enough for him. I can I look how he treats her and she's still cheating. Maybe I can get in on this action. You know. Right. That is true. Uh, that's all deception. And you, anytime you start a relationship like that, don't expect it to last because it's not being built on trust. And anything that's not built on communication, honesty, and trust, it's not going to last. Because yeah. even let's say. Or he ends up with that girl. There's gonna be some trust issues between them, mm-hmm. and eventually that issue is gonna cause a conflict between them, and eventually they're gonna fall apart. Mr. Lynch, you're you're breaking up a little bit. It, it's it's. I I don't know where it's coming from because I'm on a regular landline. Okay. And I took it off the speaker, and it was the same problem, and I put it back on the speaker, and it's the same issue. Okay. Okay. Mr. Lynch, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to uh-huh. we're going to uh, dial you back into the system. Okay. And hopefully, we'll get a better connection. I hope so. While you guys do that, we have a caller from the 301 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there from the 301 area code? I guess I guess we I guess we lost that caller. But uh yes, tonight's show is why relationships fail. And a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times it's communication. A lot of times it's it's so many different things that are going on. And and you know what, it could be something really really simple. A lot of relationships right now 
they fall out with each other because they don't like the way the person uh, eat at the table. They don't like the way the person uh, is is doing this or the person is doing that. So we we really need to find out what is it in the relationship that you want. What what's most important? Is it the person? Are you placing this person on a pedestal? And and now in your mind, I mean, you place this person on a pedestal on your in your mind. And now this person can't live up to the expectations of how you've created him in your mind or her in your mind. Now there's a problem. Now there's a problem. Now what do you do? Now, I have to ask this question. Why won't we go to counseling? I don't understand that. I don't understand why, why it is that we're so afraid of going to counseling. Hopefully when the guys join us back, they'll be able to give us uh, the answer to that. But until the guys come back, which is shortly, I want to play something real quick for everybody. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, it sounds like we're having some difficulties tonight, but that's okay. We're going to go on with the show. Uh, the song that you just heard, that was Jocelyn Willis. Jocelyn Willis. Brian, we have Mr. Lynch back on right now. I see him in the uh, room. Mr. Lynch? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, we, yeah, we, we still have some uh, uh, still technical difficulties. Yes, we're still having some difficulties, but... Uh, we're still going to go on with the show. But you know what, Brian? We also we have another caller from the uh, 678 area code. Let me go to this caller. Caller, are you there? 
Caller from the 678 area code, are you there? We managed to lose them as well. Okay, yeah, we lost them. (laughs) But that's okay. It's a hot topic tonight. We're going to have fun with it, and uh, we're all going to hopefully grow. Brian, I asked a question earlier when you guys were were trying to get each other on the phone. I, I asked a question, why is it that we're afraid to go to counseling when things are not working? Why do you think that is? I, I really want to know why are we so afraid of going to counseling as a couple? You know, I think it's – well, I'm going to let Mr. Lynch answer that question. Is he there? Mr. Lynch, yeah, I'm here. Yes, I think as far as the men, I think in most cases it's usually the men that don't want to go to um, counseling. But I think it's um, I think it's an ego issue. They figure, okay, well, I'm a man, you're a man. Why should I, you know, I'm a man. Why should I go to another man to to help me with my problems? You know, he have problems just the same way. And I think it's more so an ego issue where they don't want to do that because they figure, okay, well, you're gonna look at look at me as less than a man if I can't handle my problems at home. Because it's intuitive that he's supposed to be able to handle his problems by himself. Yeah, you're right. Now, do you think it's more of a race issue? Um, You know, uh, African Americans, is it that we're just afraid of just just not going? I'm not so sure it's a race issue because you find that in in, in um, just about every race where you know the issue. Some in some cases they don't have they they don't want to spend that money because they figure okay well what is that gonna you know how is that gonna help us especially if they've never if they never meet anyone that helped through that type of meeting. So I don't really think it's a race issue. I think you know, like that, I say, it's, I think it's more so an ego issue with with when it comes to men and with women. Sometimes it's shame that they don't want to hear the "I told you so." You know that he's not a good person and you shouldn't have married this person. So they're afraid that the word might get out that this person is seeking counseling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Lynch, you know what? You, you want to talk about some of the things that you and I discussed on your show just the other night when I called in? <laughs> it was a good show. It was a good show, but it was a deep show. All right. <laughs> some things were said on that show. All right. Yeah. You want to, you want to talk about that now, or you want to talk about that later? Yeah, we could talk about it now. And <laughs> one of those things is um, when it comes to sex, why people can't be honest about about sex when when it comes to dating and getting the information that you need to know about the person before you commit yourself into a long-term relationship. And we find that one of those things are the sexual side of it, that people lack the the knowledge of being honest about it. You know, they lack the integrity of being honest about, you know, saying, okay, well, you know, um, what what they're expecting in, in in a sexual form. And I think pe- people avoid that conversation, especially in men, because, you know, I guess some men figure, okay, well, 
if they're two inches or three inches or four inches, then they're not going to be able to satisfy her. And it's not something that they talk about because they think it's embarrassing to talk about it. And likewise with women, and, you know, it's not something that you'll find women will talk about it and say, well, I had a C-section and, you know, the doctor cut certain areas and certain areas are not normal like they're supposed to be. So, you know, expect it to be a little bit more open than it's supposed to be. So, you know, those are embarrassing issues for people to talk about. Yeah. So you find that people getting to relationship, not expressing their desi- their sexual desires, and even though some people think of it as so important in keeping a relationship together, it's usually one of the things that get least discussed. And you find that after getting into a relationship, being that it was not talked about, then you get married and then here you go. You're not having an orgasm. You're not having any sexual pleasure. And you're you're sexually frustrated. And yet, instead of talking about it with your mate, because you figure, well, you know, this person did not make themselves. So more than likely, you know, in some cases, you know, the person can't do anything to 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 change, to make it better. Especially if you, you know, if it's a woman that like eight inches, ten inches, and he's only working with four. You know, there's not absolutely nothing he can do in that case. And but. It, there's some cases where they can talk and say, okay, well, and, and you have men that don't even want to talk about it because he don't think that a woman should show, tell her what she wants and how she wants it and, you know, things like that. So you find that it's an issue that don't get talked about like it's supposed to. And people are not honest enough to to address that issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if they talk about it, you know, well, I'm good in this, and I never had any complaints, and you know, I'm pretty sure you'll be pleased. And you know, mm-hmm. instead of just being honest, you have to first be honest with yourself. So it's something that people need to. That's one of the things we were expressing that it's something that people need to discuss when they're dating and a question was asked at what point of dating a person do you discuss those issues and I think when you learn enough information about that person to the extent where you decide okay well I want to be in a relationship with this person this person is a person that I think that you not even think that you know is going to um, do the things that you want them to do in a relationship. Those are the things that, you, that's when you talk about those things. And it's important. As anything else in your relationship, if sex is very important to you, you need to talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, you're going to have a problem. Anything that is important to you. If you think that can break your relationship, if the sex is not good, then you need to talk about it. 
Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. And not only just talk about it, but you have to be honest about it. Hmm. Do, do, do you think yeah, that, yeah, you know, with, with when we're talking about sex, mm-hmm. are, are, we, are we talking about having sex before marriage or once we're married? Once you're married. And that is why it's, you know, some people think that, okay, well, I need to try it out. No, because how many people are you going to try out before you find the right one, especially when you can talk about it and know that this is what you're looking for? Just the same way. You can talk about the um, the oh what kind of movie do you like? What kind of um, food do you like? What kind of places do you like to go? Why is it so difficult to talk about what sexual positions do you like? What do you you know? What are the what what are the you know? Yes. yes. How often do you like to have sex? How's it uh, you know? How's it any different? If it's part of your life, then you need to talk about it. Yes. If it's gonna be inclusive in your life, then you have to talk about it at some point you because you're adults you're not kids you know i think um a lot of times it just it just becomes sort of uncomfortable to just be open about that and open and honest about that because when you think about it you're in a relationship with somebody you really like them mm-hmm. and you're making this conscious decision you right. know maybe not out loud but you're saying maybe this is somebody i want to be with Maybe there's someone I, who I want to have sex with. And then you say, well, how do I tell them? See, normally it's sort of like an implied thing. You have these feelings. They have these feelings. Then you all, you know, get together or whatever, you know. But in reality, you don't have people, and, and I guess this is sort of like your argument, you don't have someone come right out and say, well, this is what I want. This, these are my needs. Right. You know, whether they be sexual needs or just, you know, relationship-wise needs. Hey, I like to be cuddled. I like to have long walks. I like to take bubble baths, stuff like that. You, you don't usually have people come out and talk about that, and I think that's part of the problem because when you don't know one person's needs and they don't know your needs, how can you come together for, to please those needs or fulfill those needs in each exactly. other? Exactly. You know what? Let's let's hear from one of the callers. We're going to go to the caller from the 404 area code caller are you there yes can you hear me hi hi greg how are you hello april how are you good hey v how you doing i'm doing great good good i had a quick comment first of all i think you know the one the question was why do relationships fail i believe a, a lot of relationships fail because a lot of them are not divine connections and as you guys know i'm always going to come from a spiritual standpoint right right a lot of people hook up because of the, for the wrong reasons. I speak from experience. I was married, and I married for the wrong reason. And when it was time, when things start going wrong, and you start praying and asking God, why, 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 mm-hmm. and why don't you bless it and turn it around? We went to counseling. We went. We did what we needed to do. However, that relationship was not ordained by God. So it's pretty much like saying, okay, God, I want to do what I want to do. I want to smoke crack, but I want you to bless me anyhow. I want you to, you know, to preserve my health. You know, I got diabetes, but I want to sit here and eat a whole peach cobbler. But I want you to, you know, to bless it anyhow. Right. So for me, it's it, it, a lot of relationships fail because of, first of all, divine connection. And, yeah, true, we don't talk about a lot of things. Being in the body of Christ, I noticed that um, a lot of the people that I end up counseling with, the two, top two things that most of the men say that they don't get, it, well, not just top two, but a lot of things is um, 
emotional support. They don't get, you know, sex. They don't get, to, they don't get, um, they don't make, be made to feel like they are the man, you know, of the house. And when you get, I have a couple that I know of, I, I won't call their names, but when he married her, he, he loves certain sexual things. She doesn't do those things. So it causes him to go out and get his desires. And I asked, well, why didn't you guys talk about that? I believe that once you, um, in a godly relationship, and once you guys become engaged and you're planning to get married, those are things that need to be talked about. Those things are, those are things that are not talked about um, in the body of Christ because it's like, oh, sex is off limits. But sex is how you get here. Sex is sex. Sex is sex. I'm not even going to sit in front like most of us. 99% of folks, church to unchurch, love sex or like it. However, it's one thing that's not discussed. And speaking on, you know, I speak on my situation with my marriage, because we were unequally yoked, because we were not a divine connection, the woman that I am, I couldn't be that giving, nurturing woman um, to this particular man. Why? Because we were never supposed to be together. Not that he was a bad guy or that I was a bad woman. We were just bad together. And I believe once people stop looking at the little small things, as far as, girl, he look good, how much money he makes, you know, what, whatever it is, or she got a big old booty or whatever the case may be. Right and start dealing with the, the other stuff, I, I looked at it like this. A person can have 80 to 90% of what you want, but that 10% that, that, that they don't have, that could be the breaking point. And for me, true enough, you know, we, I was in a, a relationship that most people on the outside, they looked in and said, you guys look perfect. You know, you, everything is together. However, our household was jacked up because he wanted one thing, and when you are dealing with a person um, that won't allow you to be who you are because you, you're pretty much with the wrong person, so therefore it doesn't make you want to do things. I had to sit back and um, compare. As we were, you know, going through marriage counseling and going through, you know, our, our divorce, it was like, okay, I had to pull out a pencil and paper. The guy that I dated prior to marrying my husband, I used to do everything for him. I mean, cook and, and, and I mean, it just he, he just made me want to do certain things and and I it was a joy you know to be submissive mm-hmm. however when I got married it was submissive and those things that I was doing with the guy that I was dating I could no longer I couldn't do them while I was married so it was like okay something is not right something is not connecting and it was a, not a divine connection. A lot of people are together, and they're not supposed to be together, but they stay together for material things. They stay together for um, the children and foolish stuff. And it's like, why? Because you're, it's, it's a selfish thing. You're so selfish. You Instead of letting that other person go to go find who they're supposed to be with or to be found by that, uh, because the Bible said a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. So instead of releasing her so she can be found, it's, it's more of a selfish deal of I ain't going to let you all, you know, because I don't want to go through the emotional um, break. I don't want to have to deal with, you know, having to uh, deal with me having to go through all this stuff because I did it. I stayed longer than I should have because I didn't feel like nobody looking at me crazy and I didn't want anybody <laughs> right. to uh, do any, you know. Yeah. Hey, no, but okay. let me, let me, let me um, Mr. Lynch, did, did you, did you want to comment? Yeah, I think, you know, Yes, I do agree that you have to be spiritual, but this is where I'm coming from. And maybe we should have said that at the beginning of the show. But this is where I'm coming from when I talk about relationship. Let's say that two people that consider themselves spiritually grounded in Christ, they both believe the same thing. They both 
attend church regularly. They're both devoted Christians. You know, everybody talk about them. Oh, these two people are so, you know, Christian-like. And, you know, it don't necessarily mean that you two are going to have a good relationship together unless there's compatibility between you. And those, that is how you get to that stage, by talking about the things that you're interested in, the things that will keep you together. Because not because you're rooted in Christ doesn't necessarily mean that you and that person is going to have a good relationship together. Because if you have different likes, you know, you're, you're common on the same, you're on the same spiritual level. You, you, you both believe in God, you both attend church regularly, but that's the only thing you have in common. You know, a relationship like that's not going to work, and that's why it's still important for you to look at it on a human-to-human relationship because that is how you're going to deal with each other. You're not going to be dealing with each other on a, on a God, a, a spiritual-to-spiritual relationship. You're going to deal with it on a human-to-human relationship because that is how you are. And but you have to free. look and say that, okay, well, what are the things I like to go to the beach and that person don't like to go to the beach. You're gonna have you're gonna have um, compatibility issues. So that is where I'm coming from when I'm talking about um, people need to communicate and find out what what are the things that they're interested in. So, Mr. Lynch, what you're saying is mm-hmm. basically, uh, aside from having a spiritual, you know, I guess like a spiritual commonality, you know, both right. Have the, you know they share the same faith or they share you know well they share the same faith mm-hmm. you know what you're saying is they also have to be able to relate on a humanistic level of course you know like just because I like you know I'm you know I could be Muslim and that other person could be Muslim but if we don't like the same things you know being married for us is not going to be fun no you know because or, you're, you're two different human beings. You know, you might be same in Christ, but on on a human level, where you're gonna be living, you're you're not the same. You don't like the same things. So if you don't like the same things on a human level, then you're gonna have problems. Right, right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and our call-in number is seven one eight five zero eight ninety six hundred. That's seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. And we have Brian Lynch as our special guest tonight. If you have a comment or a question, call in, chime in, join the discussion. We still have April on the line. April, are you there? I'm just listening. I I mean, I totally agree. I tell people all the time, just because two people love the Lord, they praise and worship, they shout, does not mean they belong together. I don't like, um, I might not like, I love going and watching old movies and watching plays. You know, your spouse has to be, you know, open, you know, to certain things. You ha- you have to be compatible on so many different levels, and I believe people take the unequally yoked as strictly a spiritual thing. Exactly. That's not. That is exactly. not. That is crazy. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to be, you have to like, we have to like the same things and like to go to the same places. And I believe, like he said earlier, you know, relationships fail because of, you know, incompatibility. You know, you want to, 
I call them what I deal breakers. If you know that you know you want a woman that is a certain way, or you know a deal breaker may be okay. I don't want a woman that has has kids, but yet because she's fine and she got all this other stuff, I'll deal with her. So now you've already entered into a relationship that's not divinely connected because you already know deep down that you really don't you know want a woman with kids versus just like a woman that gets with a man and he wants children and she really knows that she really doesn't want to have any more children, but she'll hook up with him because he got a good job, nice house, he got a pension and everything else. Yeah, and then, and then reality is going to set in and then there's something that's going to show up and, boy, look at here. Uh-huh. That, that's going to have issues. Yes, yes. How do you deal with that, Mr. Lynch? Well, you're in a relationship and things are not working out. You have to go back and, and communicate with each other. Say, listen, we need to talk and let let your feelings known. And that's you have to start being honest with each other because sometimes you can save those situations and sometimes you just have to look and say, you know what, this was a bad idea from the beginning. This relationship was not ordained by God. So it's something that you need to get out of because not because you're married doesn't mean that your relationship is ordained by God because you can meet someone today and tell yourself, and if you notice the word I said, tell yourself that you're in love and you get married next week and then only to find out that, you know, there's so much that you didn't know about the person there's so much things that you don't have in common. You you can't talk to this person. You can't get along with this person. This person don't like to communicate. This person don't like to sit down and cuddle up. Or this person don't like to go for a walk. This person don't even have no desire to have kids. And, you know, when when you find yourself in those situations, if it cannot be talked out, then... The only next step is to get out of it. Mm. You know, sometimes it's a hard reality, but it's the best reality because you don't want to be dragging yourself emotionally for five, ten years, and then eventually you're like, okay, well, I spent ten years with you and it didn't work, so let me get out of it. Then you look back on your life, say, I wasted ten years with this person, and I mean someone else, I don't wanna waste I don't wanna waste any more years of my life. And you start judging people simply based on the past experience that you went through. And so now you're putting yourself in a position spiritually where you're not supposed to be because you're looking at everyone else as if they're a potential ex. Because hmm. you're judging them by by the experience that you went through. And is that fair? No. It's never fair to judge. The only way you can get to know someone is by by knowing them for who they are. Give them the opportunity to reveal themselves. Because if you take the time out, you, you'll see who the person is. You don't have to guess. You know, because one thing with your inner spirit, regardless of if you're a Christian or not, your inner spirit is going to tell you that something is not right. You don't have to be a Christian, a Muslim, believe in God, because naturally 
there's that inner inner voice inside of you that's going to say, you know what? What this person is telling you is nonsense. You just have to be obedient and patient in seeing that, you know what? I need to see these red flags. Because we all look over red flags all the time. Only to say, you know what? I, I, I was supposed to take heed, but I chose not to, and now I'm paying for it. Yeah. You know, Mr. Lynch, let's change gears just a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about the person that's in the relationship, mm-hmm. and they're doing everything that they know mm-hmm. is right in that relationship. Well, they, everything that they that they assume is right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, to them it's right. To them, what they're doing, what they're supposed to be doing. Right. I, I get you where you're going. And yet, when it all boils down, they and the relationship doesn't work. Mm-hmm. They feel like it was the other person's fault. What right. do you see? You know, and I guess you kind of can you can you understand where I'm going with this? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, because I've seen relationships where there's one person and they'll say, "Well, I didn't do anything wrong." It was all the other person's fault. Mm-hmm. And yet when you look on the surface and you see that per- well, why was she doing this or why was he doing this, mm-hmm. you know, and that person, well, I thought that's what that person wanted. Right. I did that because that's what I thought made that person happy. Mm-hmm. But that other person was saying, why is he or she still doing that? Right. What do you think the real problem is in a relationship like that? Selfishness, and I could I could just say selfishness and leave it at that. But let me tell you what I mean by that. And um, people hate to admit to themselves when they're wrong, and that's a selfish attribute. Mm-hmm. And when a person fails to do that. It just means that they have so much pride and ego that they can't even see themselves. And as long as they can't see themselves and see where they went wrong, because it takes two to make a relationship work, and it takes two to break it apart. And, you know, I know some people are going to disagree with me on that one, but before they do, they need to look look deep within themselves and really admit that, you know what, these are two of the ways that people do things wrong. Either you saw the fault in the person and figure that, okay, well, I can make you change. And that's selfishness. Because you're you're thinking about what you can do. Hmm. Or later down, they themselves are the one that did something and that in return reflects back on the other person. So in both ways, it's selfishness. It it always takes two. And not until you look and say, you know what, Brian, you really know that she was a bad girl. You should never got with her. And I have to take responsibility for myself and and say that, you know what, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have allowed this to happen. I have to take responsibility and say, I could have done better 
and I won't do this again, and next time this incident won't happen to me because that is the only way you're going to prevent it from happening again because as long as you keep on blaming the other person, you're figuring, okay, well, you didn't do anything wrong. So the next person that comes along and do the same thing and you overlook the same red flag, then here you go, going through the same scenario all over again. And that's why you find people go through these things over and over. You know, they date someone and eventually this person become, you know, a, a controlling person where they eventually become physically abusive. And all the time that you're dating this person, you notice that he always want to order for you. He always want to tell you what to wear. You always want to tell you what who who you can talk to, and you just overlook those red flags. And then later down now, when the relations start going, relationships start going bad, you start blaming the person. I didn't do anything wrong. Yes, you did something wrong. No, I don't condone anyone hitting you. I don't condone anyone verbally abusing you. But the truth is. If you if this is something that happens to a person over and over, you are a contributing factor to that. And not until you look within yourself and say what did what could I have done differently. That's the only time you're gonna stop making that same mistake over and over. That is the only time you're gonna be able to remove yourself from that type of situation. So as much as abuse is intolerable, and these people are victims of abuse. They have to look within themselves and make different choices, being able to see the red flags that they, they, they laughed at and not continually do those things because if one person abuses you, look back and see the attributes of that person and be able to spot them the next time in a person. Don't keep meeting A, B, and C, and D, and, you know, they were all the same, pretty much the same type of person because they show the same, they all uh, the same characteristics, and yet you keep getting in this type of relationship and said, I didn't do anything wrong. I just say something to him, and he, he flared up. But the signs were there that that is the type of person that he is. He's a controlling, dominating person, and every time you challenge who he is, he's going to hit you because he doesn't like to be challenged. And if every time you tell yourself, oh, I, I'm attracting to those this type of person, uh, aggressive person or that type of person, the rough, bad boy type of person, then you're asking for that type of relationship. Mm. So, you know, you are are contributing to that. Mr. Mm. Listen, we have a caller from the, the 202 area code. Caller from the 202 area code, are you there? I yes, I am, I am. Yes. I actually, I wanted to call in because I wanted to um, take the time to um, listen to your show. Thank you. And I see that you are discussing relationships. Yes. I hope everyone can hear me loud and clear. Yes, um, yes, that's wonderful. Um, that's awesome. I um now 
the, you're talking about searching for relationship answers. I just tuned in, so um, can you bring me up to speed? Yes, we were. Uh, we we started off basically talking about why relationships fail, and mm-hmm. then we get we got into talking about you know basically uh, communication. You know how uh, individuals that are in relationships don't effectively communicate. Mm-hmm. And then we start talking about issues about sex and in the relationship and, you know, why certain reasons why people don't communicate effectively what their needs are, you know, sexually or humanistically as a whole. And then we got into talking about, you know, the blame game. And mm. I think that's where we kind of ended off. Blaming, blaming for bad sex? No, 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 no. I know she was going to say something to me. I'm not, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I saw the zzz and I figured that it was something. I didn't know what the zzzz mean. I thought you guys had something else going on on the show. I wasn't quite sure. I'm in the chat room and also here, so, you know, just wondering. On our show, what we try to do is we try to open, you know, we open up for dialogue because we we don't only want, you know, questions. We want to try to find solutions to some of the issues that are out there. Right. From both sides. On both well, sides. when you're in a bad relationship and if it's um, you're in a blame game um, type mentality, it, it really works um, when you guys, when you stop respecting each other. You know, most people who don't um, communicate with each other well is, is due to the fact that they just generally don't respect each other anymore. And neither one of them has the... Um, the guts to say when it should quit, you know. Um, and I want to say hello to everyone since you all are saying hello to me um, on the um, chat room. The I think that when you want to quit a relationship, you should just um, say bye. Um, a lot of people, they spend it, it – the only reason why they are um, really into um, – into saying um, something to, um, you know, the only reason why they are really not saying anything to each other is because they they feel either the sex must be good, that's the reason why people don't get out of the relationship, or they feel as though that there is some kind of connection on a level of, um, like they're, um, how do I want to say this? They they feel as though the sex may not be good. I mean, the sex is good. That that's the reason why they stay in the relationship. But if they feel as though the um, sex is bad, they just need to. Um, they they really just need to leave out, you know, because I think a lot of people really um, don't want to um, dig deeply into the reason why they um, are having a bad relationship. So they just some 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 women won't tell a man that. You know, I really just can't stand the way you smell in the morning. Some women don't want to tell their man that because they want to probably hold on to him because they don't want to be without a relationship. Well, Carla, so, let me um, answer this. Even if they stay in a relationship just for sex, you know, that's mm-hmm. just a, a, a period of activity. What right. if when that activity is not going on? Do you think that person is really loving the, the relationship at that point? It, it, it's it's um you said there's nothing else going on in the relationship besides well, sex. Right, right. If the person is staying in the relationship for that reason, it's just being lazy and uncomfortable. I do. I agree with um someone had mentioned this in the um 
you know, um, some people just get lazy. I, I personally believe that you should um, attempt to try to do something to find the finesse in your relationship because you had it once before unless you were just two um, boring people that was drawn together, which, um, Lord help me, if that was the case, then you deserve to be with each other. But um, <laughs> if if you had something beautiful in the beginning, you can always find a way to um, get that going again. And if it's not a sexual relationship any longer, if you started out, if it was a scenario where you started out where you were having this fabulous sex and then all of a sudden it turned into a relationship where um, one of your one of the partners um, just so happened to have some kind of injury or whatever and they can no longer have sex. But there's other ways to have, you know, sex if that's the problem, you know. Um, but if it's something where um, you just want to have a good bonding experience on a mental level, then, you know, you guys have to go out and do something that will keep your interest going because you have to work very hard um, at all times, you know. Um, I think that um, if you don't want to um, work um, hard on a relationship, then you just need to bow out, and you shouldn't even be having a 20-minute discussion about it because you just got to go. I think a lot of people hang on to tired relationships just because they are afraid to search for someone else or to get into the whole um, rigmarole of being in the um, rat race again. I think that's the reason why people hold on to tired relationships. Yes, yes. Mr. Lynch, are you still there? Yeah, let me um, yes, go ahead. address that because in some way, in, in some of the things you said, I agree with you, but in some ways I disagree with you simply because of, you know, the extensive research that I've done while I was writing my book and numerous amount of women that I've talked to, they've expressed to me that, you know, even though the abuse was there, they stayed in the relationship simply because they were in love with this person and this person, they were taught that when you're married, your marriage is supposed to last forever. You're not supposed to leave your husband or a husband leaving their wife. So when you have people that were indoctrinated with these beliefs, and this is what they believe, this is what they believe in, it's very hard for them to leave a relationship. One because it's against their religion, and two, they 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 are in love with the you know supposedly in love with this person, and you know they figure okay well I love you and I'm gonna help you to get over this problem, you know because they figure okay well you have a problem and I need to stick <laughs> by you and help you to get through it. And that is one of the things that we need to address because I need to hear people stop. People need to stop saying that men are sick or they have a disease when they abuse women. Because if this person is an abuser, if he's a, if this is how he responds when someone challenges his authority, then why not respond the same way? when another man challenge him. You know, if this is a disease and and because she challenged his authority, then why not respond if I as a man challenge him? 
you know so if this was a disease it would it would be his natural re- reflect to 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 respond so people need to stop address this as a disease because it's not this like 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 she said earlier it's a matter of respect if the person don't respect you then they're going they're not going to treat you with any form of respect and that is why they hit because they figure okay well you you challenging me i'm going to put you back on the control and let you see who is boss he would never do that to another man he would never try to do that with another man because he has some level of respect to that man you know so people need to see that for what it is and start dealing with it for what it is and you know get women out of these type of situation because if you keep telling people that they are sick then being that women are more caring than men and take this it's coming from a man women tend to be more loving and more nurturing than men because that's how they were created so you're going to find that she's even though she's being physically abused and mentally abused and degraded in every possible way she's going to stick by her man because she's in love and this is what she believes in and it's her nature to nurture a person that is considered to need help that's not a being in love now no i know that's why i said considered to be in love that's what okay. listen to the words that i use cuz i don't agree that she's in love you know that's why i didn't use that word that that term so when she thinks that she's in love with this person and society is telling her that it's wrong to leave your husband and this is what they teach her as her religion then she's going to stick by her husband and try to help him because society is telling her that he needs help and that's what you're supposed to do because God created you as a helpmate you're a helpmate for your husband and your husband is a helpmate for you and that's why you find a lot of women I'm not saying every woman that stick in this situation have that belief but the majority of the women that I spoke to that is their reason for staying in these relationship and not until we as a society stop teaching women these things they will never want to walk away from these relationships because society is going to look at you they feel that okay well if i walk away they're going to say i didn't stick by my husband and i, I i'm not a good wife he has a problem and i left him when he needed me most well you know what um right i'm going to have to agree with you on that part um i i see it so much and i i speak from a place of being um dealt with domestic violence and to a certain degree you know that that is the mentality and especially if you've seen it with your mom or or someone somebody else in your family you tend to stay because it's like you hold on from what from my own experience say for instance you've had maybe out of 6 months two good times you will replay those good times over and over in your mind till exactly. it exactly it looks like it's um longer or more than what it is that's just like with people that get I'm caught up in a relationship for sex the sex may have been like 3 minutes but you'll continue to pay it play it over and over in your mind like it was just long drawn out thing when brother man only wanted you for sex 
And that was what that's it all is was and well, that's all it's ever gonna be. But you've rehearsed it so many so much in your mind, mm-hmm. it's this long drawn out fantasy. You love making session and really it's not so I have to go ahead and agree with you on that. Right. And you know, not until we address this problem, like because I was listen listening to a, a radio show on a not not on BTR on the regular radio. Uh, I'm not gonna call the name because I don't believe in promoting something I don't I don't believe in promoting something that I don't agree with. And but he was addressing this as if the men were sick, and these men are not sick because if they were sick, as I said before. If I'm a sick man and Greg come to me or Brian come to me and challenge my author, hey, Brian, why, why, why are you washing the car in the middle of the driveway? You know, man, this is my driveway. But why are you washing the car? Don't you see running? The first thing, my first response would be to slap Greg across his face. So if I'm not doing that to Greg, why is it that if my woman come to me and say, Brian, honey, why are you washing the car? Now listen to me. Get back inside. Why you t- mind your own business? Then I tell you not to 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 ask me any question or, or tell me what to do. You know it would be a totally different. So he, it's a level of respect. If I don't have no respect for this person, then this is how I'm going to treat this person. Because why? I can get away with it, but I wouldn't dare try to try it with Greg because Greg probably big enough or bigger than me to punch me back. So these men are not not sick. They know exactly what they're doing, and not until we tr- start treating it as if they know what they're doing, they will never stop it. And we need to do something about this. And I'm very angry about this. We need to do something about this as a community to stop stop this. We need to find a way to stop this. Get this message out. These men are not sick. They know exactly what they're doing. It's a lack of respect for themselves first and second not being able to respect the person that they're in a relationship with because simply some men have this mentality that I'm a man, I'm the head of the household, you're a woman, you are sub under me, shut up, I don't want to hear what you have to say. And not, not until we women? can re-educate these men that are growing up now, this situation will continue in a cycle that has, it has been in for years. But aren't these women empowering these men to do that? Because no. if you think, well, to think about it, think about it. Now, I, most women, you see the red flag. You never get into a relationship. I'm going to give you all this one for free. Never get into a relationship with, with a person until they've had to deal with some type of adversity to you been able to see how they deal with, with, exactly. their, with their anger. So exactly. my thing is, as women, some, our freaking problem is sometimes we think we can change everybody. Exactly. You know, and it's like, I'm not, I wasn't put here to change you. I'm not going to try to change you. However, you, we, we're supposed to both bring something to each other's life that will enhance it. And I believe a lot of times women, um, because of the low self-esteem, the low self-worth, and, you know, um, being talked about and, and made not to feel as if they are what, they, what women that they empower these men. That's just like women that, uh, you know, they talk about men that cheat. A man, a man can't cheat on you unless you allow him to, especially when you know that he's cheating. And right. you sit back and it's like, well, you know what, I'm going to stand by my man and this, that, and the other. Tell me this. How come if a woman cheats, the man is completely through with her? Well, However, well, as women, we tend to want to stick by the foolishness, even because he's the man. So what? 
is no different than, um, a, you know, a woman, a woman cheating is no different than a man cheating. However, a man will always, you know, say, I don't want to have nothing to deal with her because that was mine because it's, it's more territorial. Well, the tables now is 2007. It's reversed. Women, we're territorial as well, too. We don't want to share nothing. We don't, I believe, I, I don't believe the hype of, oh, it's so many women to one man. Okay, society may say that. However, I believe that you have a choice whether you're going to cheat or not. Of course. If you decide you want to be faithful, you're going to be faithful. So I get tired of hearing the excuses of a man is going to be a man. Well, a woman is going to be a woman, and we don't have to deal with it if we don't want to and don't Amen. get upset if we do. Amen. I totally agree with that one. And well, I, I one thing, Ryan, I take exception to that. I think that in the real world, you're going to have people that do that, but that doesn't mean that we can't get upset about a situation like that. I think the the real focal point of this is communication. Communication right. is so exactly. key to every relationship, and the lack of communication is what causes most of these problems. Mm-hmm. See, once you begin to talk to somebody, you start to know who they are, and you start to understand what their likes and their dislikes right. are. And so... What we tend to do is we look at that person and say, they have this, they can do that, they're famous, they got status, they got money, they got this, they got that, you know, they got something I want, without finding out who they really are. So it's almost like we grab the the biggest present, and, you know, it's all wrapped up real nice. (laughs) As soon as we pull the, um, you know, the wrapping off and open the box, we got another sweater. Right. You know, versus <laughs> the, the person who opened up the small box got a diamond ring. Yeah. You see? And so I think because we wrap ourselves up in these great big packages and try to show ourselves off to, ooh, I'm the biggest man, I got the biggest muscles, I'm the finest girl, I got the nicest body, check me out, look what I'm in, check me out, look what I drive. I'll rock your world. You know, I'll rock your world. <laughs> I got this much, I got that much. You know, you ain't never met a man like me. You ain't uh, never had a woman do it to you like me. You know, we we get in, we get so wrapped up and trapped into those type of cycles things, yeah. that once we begin to open up the package and unwrap the package and you know be around that particular person for a while, we find out that not only does he have the body, but he's got an attitude with that body because he think he's fine. You know, but well, not only does she have a body, but she also got issues because maybe. When she was younger, her husband her, or, or her somebody used to rape her or beat her, and so right. now she don't want you touching that body because it right. brings back harmful and hateful Man. memories. Yes, Brian, I think I think we have a, a caller from the four hundred four area code. April, are you there? I think she she's got a question. I want to talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, we talking about some great stuff, but I got I want there's two things I wanted you know you guys to touch on before we hang up. Um, and one was looks. As well as date the dating process. Ah, the dating and what to, I talk from a woman. I'm speaking from my sisters. What what we should expect, you know, from what I'm getting, um, it's like brothers are thinking that we're expecting too much, you know, or 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 it could even be seen as as women. We have allowed, um, we have not allowed, you know, men to really step up and be men be what they're supposed to be. So we've settled, you know, for certain things. Prime example, um, I went out on, you know, on a date this past weekend, and and I looked at certain things. And first of all, he didn't. First of all, he didn't ask me if I wanted nothing to eat after the movie. So you know that was already known. The sister got to eat, y'all. <laughs> and, and 
he didn't want to offend you. No. You don't ask why. Don't I don't money to you. To you. Now you got to remember. You got to remember the dating rules. See, maybe he was on some different rules. Nah, he don't have any money to buy anything. <laughs> he didn't want to spend any more money. Look at that man. I already spent forty dollars on this girl, and I ain't gonna get none. I spend no more money. Right, right, and that's where you, that right. you, your caliber of man have to change. Your caliber of what you want has to change. Because I know maybe I was being too analytical, but I noticed certain things. I noticed that when he went and put some gas in his car, gas on my side of town is, is, is cheaper than it is on his, but he only you know put. Ten dollars worth of gas in his car, so that was a red flag to me. Uh, why you didn't ask me if one not neat? And thirdly, when he came up, he was like, you know what? Well, no, when we, he dropped me off at home, he's like, you know, you're just so beautiful. I'm gonna see you again, brother. This and that, never. But he never turned the car off and walked me to my door. Wow, right. You yeah. see, and put in ten dollars gas. I hate to, to, to let me just check this in. You know, put in ten dollars gas in there is just to show you that you don't have enough money to put gas in the car. So don't ask for anything else. That that that's a sign <laughs> right there. He's just trying to send you one of those telepathic messages. <laughs> I think okay. it was inadvertent. <laughs> I just think the brother didn't understand the rules of engagement. <laughs> right, right. But the other thing is, as women, when we say, you know, when we, you know, I, that was my first date, well, second date since my divorce in January. So, you know, I was kind of testing the waters. However, your girl is back. And the same thing I wanted before, <laughs> I still want now. But I look at, have as women, have we allowed ourselves to be subjected to stuff like this? You know, cause, because my thing is, if you did this to me, I wasn't the first woman that you dated that this was, uh, you know, you, you've you done this with. So have we lowered our standards to the point to, that this is acceptable? Because for me, it's not. All right. Oh, well, April, yeah. let me ask you this. Was this person around the same age as you? No. I tend, I'm I, I'm 32. He was like 38. Okay. Do, do you think his, his, his level of thinking was on a, a level of a, a, a really young person, a, a person in the low 20s? I would say it was yeah immaturity. Yeah. I would say I would no, I, I put I'll take it like this. Put it like this. I would say he's been used to a certain caliber of woman, so that's acceptable. Right. It carried over into the date and it showed. Right. Yes. Yes. I would agree. Yeah, that's what I was going. You know. So and and I'm that's not what I'm used to. You know, it, it, it's a whole nother ball game and this was like I said new for me and when we you know met it seemed like he had some you know as my granddaddy would say gumption about himself but when I saw that it was an immediate thing and but then he's been blowing up my phone and I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) but as a woman I was honest and said this is this ain't gonna work okay let me throw this um question out there we find that um people you know, I've heard this comment. I don't want to be dating dating this person and that person and, you know, too many people. I want to just date someone and get married. Now, my question is, should he have many dates and one marriage or should he have many marriage, marriages and one date? I would say, uh, now say that again. You broke up a little bit. Okay. I said, um, should you have many dates? And one marriage, or should you have many marriages and one one date? Oh, vice versa. Right. But we find that people are in such haste when they date one person. Okay, well, I'm dating this guy, and or I'm dating this girl, and, you know, she is it. You know, I don't want to be dating, 
you know, everybody that they don't want to be dating more than one person, you know, because people are going to say. And I think when people start making that statement simply because they're including sex into it. So the next question is, should you include sex when you're just dating someone and getting to know them? Ah. I would say no. Absolutely no. No, no because, because people, you can, everybody can't handle that. Just because you're dating somebody, and I say you shouldn't even talk or really start talking about sex until after you engage. Because, for just because, I'm talking about my spirituality here. That, that's, that's where that flows in. Because everybody can't handle talking about what they like and what they don't like because that's going to make you want to test the waters. Mm-hmm. And when but you, you see, know, if you're not able... You know, and I'm not trying to knock anyone down or anything, but I'm just going to put it the reality out there. If you are not able to talk about sex without wanting to have sex, then you're not ready for dating. And I'm just going to leave it like that. If you're not able to talk about sex with someone and not want to have sex with that person, you're not ready to date. Because that's why you find people having so many different sexual partners. Because they can't talk about it without wanting to do it. And because think about it this way. Let's say you're married and God forbid you you have you you're in a very happy marriage and God forbid something happened to one of you and Sex is no longer a part of that relationship. You know, you're not able, your mate is not able to please you if something happened to them, or you're not able to please them because something happened to you. What's going to happen to your relationship if you can't even talk? You know, if you can't even be affectionate without wanting to have sex. You know, and those are the things, people have to think about those things, because if you cannot be affectionate with a person without it becoming sexual, then what would happen? That's why you find people cheat on their mate. Because when a woman get gets pregnant, you'd be amazed to 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 find out how many men cheat on their women when she's pregnant. Especially, you know, the ones that don't want to have sex while they're pregnant. Because not every woman has sex while she's pregnant. That's true. So those are the things that you need to think about when you're dating. Those are the things that you need to discuss when you're dating because you have to think about getting married and those things happen, you know, those those things happening to you because if it happens to you and sex is such a great part of your relationship, let's say that you can handle that, but... It happens where your mate is not capable of handling that. Then what's going to happen to your mate? You know that mate is going to be going out there looking for sex because you can't provide it. So you 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 have to look at it both ways. You know, so if you're not able to talk about sex without it becoming sexual, or if that mate is not able to talk about it without making sexual advances to you, red flag. So you don't so, believe that a person will be intrigued? Either, because, I mean, because we're, we're first of all, yes, we're human you're, you're, Yeah, you're but human, and you're going to be intrigued. But if you cannot talk about it 
without it going there, you're not ready for dating. Because, like I said, those are the signs of cheating. And that's why people always overlook it because they think it's something natural that if you talk about sex, you're supposed to want to have sex. I can talk about sex all day. And if I'm not sexually attracted to that person, nothing will happen. Okay, but nothing, what if you are? Not even, a, not even a rise will happen. But what if you are attracted to that person? And 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 see, see, that's like putting a. Um, but even if I'm attracted to, I've I've done that over and over. Maybe because of my experience and what I study, but it's possible. You just have to be able to put yourself into. You know, we always talk about spirituality and and being spiritual. Those that is what spirituality requires. Right. Do not consider yourself a spiritual person unless you can abide by what God asks you to abide by. So when a person say, I'm spiritual, but yet you find yourself committing yourself sexually or lusting after a person because even the thought, even the thought of having sex with that person and you're not married to them, that is against spirituality. So regardless of what kind of spirituality you have, even if you have that thought, don't tell me that you're spiritual. No, I have to dis- disagree with that because the, the Bible says the flesh is willing, or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, but it also yeah. speaks about lust. The right. Bible, the Bible strongly does. speak about lust. It right. says if you lust after a person, you already committed adultery in your exactly. heart. I'm not disagreeing with that, but what I am disagreeing with is that that at all times that your mind is is that means we we would not sin. That means that um, if we saw like a man that may see a woman, even though you know she may look fine or whatnot, that doesn't mean that you know he's going to always lust. But it happens. That's when you have to constantly renew your mind because we are in a fleshly form. So that doesn't mean you know. If we talk about lust, we might as well talk about adultery, lying, fornication, and, and idolatry and everything else is bundled all, all, all up into that. However, um, a person, nobody's perfect. We're striving for, for perfection. No, but no nobody's one is perfect, perfect. But that, that, like I said, those are the signs to tell you if the, your mate has the potential of cheating on you or you have the potential of cheating on your mate. You know, it's not something that we want to admit, or it's not something that we want to bring ourselves to do. And not until you want to do that, then it's not going to happen. I, I think what Mr. Lynch is trying to say that when you can't exercise self-control, exactly. You know, when when you start, as soon as you start talking about it, you're ready to just rip off and right. and dive in. You know, I think that's where he's getting at. I'm not saying that. Uh, you know, am I am I correct on that? Yeah, you're correct. Okay, yeah, you know, and and, I, and to that extent, I agree with him. You know, because I believe that you can date somebody without it going toward you know, hey, I want to have sex with you eventually. You know, I think I think that's part of why so many relationships fail because, like, just like on our show, we've been talking about a lot of different issues, and and one of the uh, the chat room members brought it up. He said we keep going back to sex. You right. know, and, I, and you know, sex is a big part of relationships. Yes, it is. But you know, at the same time, 
it doesn't have to be a part of dating. Yes, that's no, true. it's not supposed to be. But but what happens is because of cultures, because of you know the different cultures that we are surrounded by and live in, you know that's what it focuses on. When you look at issues with you know and and you know I hate to dog the media so much, but the media basically tells us the media teaches us how to date. Mm-hmm. They teach us. I mean, our kids are learning about this stuff instead yeah. of them learning from uh, the adults that should be teaching them the proper way to go on a date, the proper way to have a relationship that doesn't that doesn't start out where I'm lusting for him, I'm lusting for her, and so forth. I think that what the media does is it says you have to do it like this, or that person won't like you. And so the kids, just like everybody got to have an iPod and everybody got to have an iPhone and everybody got to have the uh, the iBook or whatever you want to call it, when they see that and it's portrayed in a way that everybody got to have it, everybody got to have it, and that's the only way they want it. And that that's true. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our call-in number, if you have any questions or comments, is 718-508-9600. At seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero, we have a caller from the six zero nine area code. Caller, are you there? Yeah, grace and peace. Yes, yes. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Greg. How's everybody doing? This everybody's evening? blessed, man. Everybody's blessed. Everybody's doing good. Great, great, great. Um, I just had a um comment. We were talking about dating, and um, I just I just got a couple of um varying viewpoints, I'll put it that way. Um, one thing I think is a problem with dating is when we're dating, we misconstrue um, romance for love. Right. Like a lot of times when we're dating, it's, you know, women, they look for roses and, and a nice time out on the town. You know, mm-hmm. one of the sisters said, cheap, cheap behind brother when take her out to eat. That's cool. <laughs> but, um, but a lot of times we misconstrue that for um, love. And, and that's fine, but the reality is that after all of the romance fades, supposing you, you know, decide to marry this person, then the romance piece fades and you misconstrued the romance for love and then the bickering and the arguing begins to set in in regards to, you know, talking about, well, you don't take me anywhere anymore and we don't do this and we don't do that. Well, the reality is that you fell in love with the romance instead of falling in love with the person. The problem with dating is that we don't take enough time to learn the character and the personalities of each other. Instead, we get wowed and wooed in the wooing process. He got a nice car. He took me here. We did this. We did that. But you still don't know what that person's intent about you is, their motives, what drives them, their passion, their heart. So then we're... um, you're, you're two steps behind when in the marriage process, and you, you, you're, you're in your marriage, and now you're really learning what the person is all about because you're with them every day. You see them when you're not out on a date. You see them around the house. You see them, their work ethic, their living ethic, their hygiene, all of the other things that in the, in the, in the proper dating context you would have learned if you weren't so busy falling in love with the romance. Yes, yeah, that's that so is true. true. But ain't that what y'all use to get us? I agree with I would agree on a certain level, but here's where I think that whatever you present yourself to be, it should be what you exactly you know exactly what you are. Don't don't you know because women like nice stuff. You know I'm pretty sure every woman would agree with that. You know that women yeah. like nice stuff and don't pretend as if you're the guy that brings flowers 
or bring candies or bring gifts, if you know that after you marry this woman, you're not going to be doing that anymore because you're building up a certain amount of expectation in her in her mind that this is who you are. So you're presenting yourself to be something that you're, you're okay. not. Because okay, but see, here's the thing. Here's no, the thing. You asked a question earlier. You uh-huh. asked the question earlier. Would you rather go on many dates and have one marriage, or would you rather have a lot of marriages and go on one date? And the reality is, is I plan on dating my wife for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I married her, but I'm going to constantly date her. But in the dating process, we weren't always going out to dinner. We weren't always going to the movie. We okay. did that, but sometimes, honestly, the majority of our interaction happened at the church or one-on-one with each other. And see, yeah. that's something that she fell in love with. She didn't fall in love with me because of the things that I gave her or the places right. I took her or the yeah. things that I showed her, but she fell in love with me because I exposed who I really was. I exposed the man of God to her. I exposed my flaws. I exposed my shortcomings. I also exposed who God had shown her to to be to me as my wife, the potential in her, all of the values that she didn't even know she had in herself. See, but a lot of times, and, you know, we we pick on the women, but a lot of times the men are to blame because we don't, we're shielded and we're not, we're too afraid to expose who we really are. So we put on a facade with the money and the dating. And then when we get in a relationship, it's too hard to maintain or we become lazy and complacent. We do just enough to get them and right. then we, we fall by the wayside. Right. With men, and all the men will agree with me, most of the joy is in the hunt, the chase. But after you've mm-hmm. caught that which you've chased, all of the passion is gone. You've already accomplished everything. So right. that's why you have, to be, you have to be upfront and forthcoming from the giddy-up. Look, this is who I am. This is what I can maintain. I can maintain me. Okay, I got a question. Now, what if, oh, and speaking from experience, what if that is who he is? I, the guy that I talked about earlier that I dated before my husband, he was, that was who he was. Even after we got into our relationship, it, that was just who we, it was like I fell in love with him, but he, uh, that romance side of him, that was, part, that was who he right. was. So he right. exposed me. He would always take me places I'd never been. We, would go, we, we spent time together at church. I used to, I used to do things. That I mean, because of what he exposed me to and how he treated me, and yes, I fell in love with the romance as well as him because that was a part of who he was. It, I'll never forget it. But one time he asked, says, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Nothing." He said, "Put on your clothes. Let's go." He came and got me, and I didn't know where we were going. And I'm not a material woman, so most of the guys in my past they will tell you, she, if she, "I'll be collecting social security before she asks me for anything." But one thing that stood out with him was. We got dressed and we went to the mall and we went to the store. And he, was, he said, try this on, try that on, try that. And I was just trying all the stuff on. He told the lady at the store, give her all those. Then we went to another store. He said, whatever, I'll be right back. Get whatever ever leather coat that you want. And, you know, and I'm sitting there like, are you sure? And he's like, whatever you want, get it. When we got back to the car, what he said was, he said, I, he said, you know, I know you love peacoats. He said, but I hate your peacoat. So instead of me telling you what I hate about what you wear, I wanted to do something about it. That was just who he was in general. That made me feel like, wow, you care enough about me, you know, to, to want to even be able to do this. And it wasn't something that, you know, that it was just a one-time deal or that I ex- expected. It was just that is a part of who he was as far as uh, doing things and being exposed to different things and seeing different cultures, going different places. That was just who he was. So why is that? Um, why can't you care? If that's who the type of person you are, you can't carry that into the relationship. Even after we started dating and it became exclusive, it was the same thing. Hey, well, let me ask you this. This is Greg. 
Did you pull that out of him? Do you think you pulled that that side well, out you know of him? What? Because a lot of men, a lot of men really want to do the same thing. Hey, Greg, Greg, can I chime in? Because I, I did that for my wife on her birthday. You know, this is my thing. I, I, I love her to death, but there's some things that I want for her that she doesn't necessarily desire for herself. But understanding where God, as the man, as the head, as the lead, understanding what God has for us, I have to be able to sow into my wife as well. So if I want her to look like what God has already shown me that she is going to be, then I have to be willing to invest in her. It's not necessarily so much that it has, she has to pull it out of me. It's, it's, it's my desire for her to be all that and then some because when she looks good, I look good because it's not just about me. It's about us. We're an extension of each other, so it's no reason for me to be Versace down and she's Walmarted up. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no, it ain't no reason for me to be Louis Vuitton and, you know, swap me because she's an extension of me. And, and I mean, and, and, and we could take it all the way to not just the husband and the wife, but the whole family. Your kids shouldn't look crazy, and, and, and the parents are all iced out. It, it, it goes across the board because the reality is your family is your first ministry. That's how your church, the same way you don't want people exactly. to come to your church and see roaches running all over the bathroom all tattered. The, the, your family should be the same way. Your family has to have order. Your family has to be structured. Your family ministry has to be right. And as a man of God, as the priest of your house, you have to make sure every member is okay and is lining up with the word of God, is looking as, as close to Christ-like as possible. Then you can go out and be be an example. Greg, to answer your question, you asked, did I pull it out? To be honest with you, I would say yes. Because when I first oh. met him, listen, 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 all. When I first met him, he had this wall up. Now, he would expose me to certain things, but he had this wall up because he had been hurt. Every more, and what, what let me know that the wall started coming down and he started being more open and just loved to be around me is when I, every morning before I used to go to work, I would always leave him a cute, sweet, encouraging message at 6 o'clock in the morning on my way to work. Well, I was doing that for months. One day I missed a day, and he called me in a very calm but yet stern voice. He says, don't start nothing, you ain't going to finish. So that let me know that he looked forward to that. And, and it was just once we started to get to knowing more and more about each other, it made him want to be the man that, that he was. And because he had done all those, he, he's a, he was a giver by nature. He had done all these things for women before, and they had taken him for granted. So at first, it was, it was kind of, I was like, man, you got this wall up. What's wrong with you? And I learned that it was a security issue. So once, you know, things started going down the line and we started hanging out and spending time and cooking dinners and going to church together, and things started to, to, to happen. I, I saw a shift, and it was like, okay, this let me know that you are paying attention. I thought, you know, sometimes as women we think that you men aren't moved emotionally because I was taught, and which was wrong, that men don't have emotions. I was taught that um, don't think that your sex is better than anybody else's because all women have the same thing is what I was taught. So I, I didn't look at the messages that I was leaving as something that he was really paying attention to. I just enjoyed doing it because I enjoyed giving to him. But when he called me and let me know, don't start nothing that you ain't going to finish because I look forward to that in the morning, he said, that makes my day when I hear that in the morning. The first voicemail I hear is yours. Well, April, at that point, April, let me say this. Mr. Lynch, you heard what April said. That statement, it, it kind of stood out to me when he, you said he called you in a stern voice and said, don't start something you can't finish. Mm -hmm. Mr. Lynch, is that a red flag? 
Not a stern like that. Me, not not a stern. No, no, no. no. I, okay, because I was gonna jump on that. I was gonna jump on that. <laughs> but I just giving her the time to voice what she was saying. No, no, no. It wasn't the stern. It, it was more okay. of a. It, it was okay. like it wasn't. He wasn't just hey baby how you doing. It was like look. April, please don't start now. You ain't gonna finish. You know, it it, it was that kind of monotone. Okay, well, 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 we're like glad you clarified that. Yes, yes. Yeah. April, April, it sounds like you just beat this poor man down. <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like. He, he he's begging you not to, not to stop. So yeah, you pulled it out of him. You pulled uh, it out of him. You yes, did. Yeah, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because a lot of no. men really want to give their wife things. That's their dream. That's what they dream about. Or the girl, they really want to put. And, and do things for her. They really want to do that, right. even if they're not capable of doing it. Yeah. I guarantee Wait. that they're they're working towards and they're pushing towards trying to do that. Yeah, and the thing about it is, you have the men men that usually do that are the ones that are usually tender-hearted, and they're the ones that are easily hurt. Yes, and they want to be sure that she's for real and she's not going to be playing games before he start doing those things. So, you know, right away you're not going to see that in a person because I know what that do to a woman. So if, when I start dating someone, I don't start doing those things right away. You know, I let her see who I am, but at the same time I don't overflow it. You know, and that's when, a turn off if you do, to be honest. For me it is. It's a turn off yeah. if you do. Because it's like you're trying to, to buy me. And it's like, if I'm going to like you, I'm going to like you, exactly. you know, regardless. Right. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I just be myself. You, 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 when you're dating someone, you just have to be yourself. But at the same time, you have people that are very cautious. They don't want to start out right away because they figure, okay, well, if this don't work, then I'll, I'll waste my time and money on someone that, you know, on something that wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Yeah, but but then I I also and you know in defense of the men, as women, you know I'm gonna get on the sisters now because we've been talking about the brothers. As get women, up. you cannot get expect up. to get up. You can't expect to act, to have what you're not. You can't expect for somebody to be a certain way and you're you're not that. Thank as you. I was going through my divorce and I said I'm going to give me an etiquette book because I want a whole different type of brother. I'm going to do this and that and the other. You can't expect somebody something from somebody that you aren't. So don't expect all this stuff that we're talking about, and you, you're not that woman. You can't be, you know, a Walmart chick, but yet you're looking for a baller to come rescue you. It don't work like that. You have to be what you're asking. And I think as women, a lot of times we sit around because we're taught that the man is supposed to, you know, come on a white horse and take care, and he's ahead. <laughs> However, you have to be bringing something to the table. And to be honest with you, most men, from my experience, have no problem with taking care of a woman that's taking care of him. Well, April, let me say this, and Mr. Lynch, you can chime in. I, I, I also know that, I'm not talking about every woman out there, but I also know that you can't beat a man down with words either and mm -hmm. expect him to treat you a certain way. Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? And when I say beating you down with words, I mean when you're not um, giving this person support in his dreams. Mm -hmm. or vice versa. He he can be doing the same thing to you. Right. Or it, it, it seems like a lot of times it seems like in relationships there's a competitive thing going on there. And and that happens a lot. And it's almost like it's almost as if you're sleeping with the enemy. Right. And that happens. That does happen. I've seen that happen before. 
But then you want to be treated like a queen, but your mouth is filthy, and you're speaking mm-hmm. death into your in, into your mate, Ooh. like A1 was saying. You you cannot speak death into a person. And what I mean by that is you cannot rise above your words. You can't speak negativity and live a positive life. It don't work that way. It it just it it won't work. So Mr. Lynch, what do what would you say or April how how can a woman um hold her tongue at times? Shut up. I'm not I'll just keep it real. Yeah. You, you can um <laughs> you, you can talk but you know you can be respectful. It's just that right. simple. You can talk but just be respectful because I like to know that I want to know what she's thinking, so I don't want her to be quiet because I like communication. I'm a very you know communicative person, and I think that if we're not talking, then something is wrong. But it's so how I want to know. I want to know what you're thinking, but just be respectful. Oh, that's a stupid idea. Oh, I don't even know why you you what school you went to. Don't did you think that's a dumb idea? That's the dumbest idea I've ever seen. You know, I have a better idea, but you wasn't listening. That's not the way to address any issue. You know, honey, can I talk to you for a minute? You know, I, I you know I'm not saying that your idea is a bad idea, but you know, just hear hear my idea for a second. And if he respects you, he's gonna listen. And if, but you, you know, know, if if you approach if you approach a person in that manner and they still refuse to to listen to you, then something is wrong with them. You know, Mr. Lynch, I I agree because effective communication is really what's what's at stake here. We don't have enough, you know, knowledge about that person at times mm-hmm. to know when they are about to blow up or when they're mad because we don't. Talk with them. Right. Don't feel them out. Right. And it's it's almost like if you're always used to somebody screaming out and going off mm-hmm. when they have a problem, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You know, if that's if that's what you grew up around, people screaming, going crazy, nine times out of ten, that's the way that you're going to deal with, you know, an issue. That's the way you're going to deal with the problem. That's true. You know, and until you either learn or, you know, somebody you know, shows you that that's not the way to deal with it, that's how you're going to deal with it. And I think that's what happens in these different relationships. People bring their baggage in and just sit it right on the table and say, okay, you got to open this bag and you got to look in it because it's my bag. Versus saying, you know what, let's go ahead and figure out a way that we don't even have to use this bag. Hey, can I, can I interject something really quick? Sure. Um, just wanted to interject. Communication is the key. It's the, um, the hallmark of any successful um, relationship. However, people um, communicate in a different way. Um, I, sometimes, you know, you may have to, certain, certain relationships may be lovey-dovey and you have to really coddle one another. Other relationships, you can be as blunt as a spoon. So I think part of that you learn in the dating process. What is yes. effective communication and what is not effective communication? Exactly. How do you get your point across and what's just going in one ear and out the other? You can have some people who, like, like, like me, um, my wife has learned that I'm, I, I, I joke people. I really joke people hard. I clown people. And a lot of people may be offended by the way I clown them, but she has learned that the people who I make fun of and poke fun of, it's like those are the people I love the most and I hold dearest. She understands this because she sees how I talk about my mom, my son, her. You know, she, I hold her dearest, so she's like the biggest target for my jokes. But you learn that in the dating process so you don't get offended. And one thing that my bishop always teaches us is that an offense 
is a choice. You choose to be offended or not offended by words because the reality is, yes, there are self-fulfilling prophecies and you can speak stuff into existence, but if you have a firm foundation on who you are and who God says you are, that you can't shake anyone off of that. And in a good relationship, the man and the woman should be reaffirming who God says you are so you don't ever have to worry about being broken down no matter how things are presented. And in real love, in a good relationship, sometimes you have to present your um, spouse or your partner with an ugly truth that they just might not be willing to face, but it's for the betterment of the union. Yes, yes. You know what? I, I agree with that. I think, you know, I think a lot of times when we, get, we become angry, it's because we don't know how to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like anger starts when knowledge stops. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's true. When you don't know how to deal with the situation, mm-hmm. you've said it now. You know that person or that person knows how to push your buttons, right. and, and they'll but do it sometimes. And, and it's, 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 a, it's a choice. Yes, and you know what, April? Let me say this, and I'll let you talk. Anytime there's nobody can push a man's button like his girlfriend, wife, and mother. And the thing about Ooh. it is because he thinks that he's a man and he's supposed to be in control. And and whenever he feels as if he's losing that control, he snaps. Yes. You know what? Let's yeah. go to 202. The person from the 202 area code, you've been sitting there. I know you want to chime in, sister. Well, actually, I've been enjoying the um, conversation because I don't have the ability to listen to it um, right now. So I'm just joining, enjoying the, the entire conversation. But I, I do agree with you, um, with the other caller who said that, you know, um, anger starts when um, knowledge is absent. I, I really do agree with that. And I think that one of the things that we really need to understand is that a relationship is something that requires work. You should put more energy in your relationship than you do your job or anything else, especially if you have taken the time to pay for that beautiful wedding and put all this energy into um, chasing after the person you really should spend a lot of time just doing everything you can to um, have a beautiful um, romance with this person every day. You know, take out your daily planner and plan something for each um, 365 days in a year. That's that's the type of energy that I think you should put into a successful relationship. I mean, if you want success, you're going to plan for it. That's the way I feel. That's true. Don't you think that you should put more and people need to put more energy into getting to know each other more? Well, getting yeah, to know it would be less less because when you're in a relationship, when you're in a marriage, let me put it that way, when you're in a marriage, you shouldn't be spending time getting to know a person. You should be spending time nurturing each other. And well, you're going to get to even, know a person from the beginning to the end of life because a person grows every day. There's well, something you nurture, that you grow together. You nurture each other together. And I think it's a certain level of accountability you have to have. You know, you still you find married people still learning each other, and those are things you know the things that they they could have found out while they were single. Well, you know, um, one of the things that I know is that I always learn something new about whomever I'm with every day, and um, you're going to you have to have your mind open enough to be able to learn something new about them, and then also you have to be able to be willing to. Um, take in that new thing that you have learned about them and don't shut your mind down to whatever it is that they've just discovered about themselves. 
It's just about being open. Um, you know, you got to have a powerful relationship everywhere you're going, whether it's with your friends or whether it is with your significant other. You know, I I personally believe that any time that you spend time on something and you plan to um, enjoy it, you will put the efforts in that, you know, that's needed. That's all you can do. And so... Um, of comfortability you have to have before, I mean... You have to be comfortable enough with a person that went to, you know, to, to be able to marry them, first of all. So that's when the dating process comes. It's like, okay, I'm comfortable. Now, of course, people change on a daily basis, but right. there's a certain level of comfort that you have. You know, it's like, okay, if they do change, normally most, most sane folks don't change. It's not a drastic thing. They're not gonna, right. It's not going to be one of those 360-degree um, changes that all of a sudden they were this beautiful spiritual person and then all of a sudden they became this hellified villain. Right. It's not that type of change. What I'm saying is that it's growth. Every human being grows in life, you know, and you, today you may like your um, the your pea coat today, but tomorrow you may prefer to have a fur because you have matured. You have you you've decided that you wanted something different. You know, but it doesn't mean that you're going to change your mate immediately, you know. And then also, um you I heard that you guys said that every topic goes back to sex. I think that and I'm not trying to take it back there in, intentionally, but I think that um when you are in a um when you meet someone that all that energy those pheromones are out there in the air already so you already going to know that you're interested in that person initially when you meet them it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to discuss sex or first date because that's some brazen stuff that some people do um these days however um when you know that you're interested in someone sometimes it's that type of chemistry that sort of keeps you going after that person because naturally you're attracted to them. But um, you said, does fur mean you matured? No, no, fur doesn't mean you matured. You guys are funny. <laughs> uh, fur doesn't mean you matured. I'm just talking about, well, let's say if you, you've changed your dynamics and you want to get a green type coat, you know. In any in any case, um, I know a lot of women who prefer to have you could have that. What's the cheapest car that you could get now? Is it the Hyundai? Hyundai, and then you might want to get uh, uh, um, your um, BMW or your Mercedes. You, of course, you want to um, upgrade. You know, every woman wants to upgrade in her life, and so her man, of course, is upgrading with her. And I'm not talking about on a material level. I'm talking about on the spiritual level, the physical level, every level that you can think of. There's always some upgrading that you have to do in life. So that's pretty much all I have to say, but I'm enjoying the whole listening um, on this um, side because uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't hang up on me, though, because I I need to listen to you. (laughs) Mr. Lynch, you're up. Well, next subject that I think we need to discuss is, you know, because I've always heard people saying, okay, well, I'm a strong, I'm a strong man or I'm a, you know, I'm a strong woman. You know, my question is, what are the attributes of a strong man or a strong woman? It differs because I, I what I've noticed is a lot of men say they want a strong woman, but really, don't, really they don't. What do you consider to be a strong woman? Okay. Um, speaking from, I just did a radio show not too long ago, and we were talking about this. A lot of brothers will say a woman that takes care of herself. She, well, she's independent. 
you know, she's in corporate America or doing her own thing. She is like she she exudes power. She has this this uh, she has this silent strength about her that you can you can even look at her and it's like okay that's a powerful sister and she did she may not have even had to open her mouth however a lot of men are attracted to that but they wouldn't they a lot of them do not want to engage in a relationship with that because I, what kills me is you you look at all these magazines and you hear these brothers in the magazine talking about, i want me a strong woman you lying yeah, that, no, that's you, don't, you want a strong woman to a certain degree and to be honest with you i'm gonna tell you brothers a secret most women we don't want to be as strong as we are. We don't want to be independent as we are because um, I believe that the, the man is the head. Uh, Eve needed a man in order to get here. Hello? So a man, is, is, he's supposed to be in, in his rightful place. But a lot of men, when they see a strong woman that's handling her business, taking care of her kids, you know, taking care of life and, and taking on um, a lot of things, you have to remember we get strong like that because a lot of times we're not, we're not designed to carry that stuff. So we're carrying the strength of a mother and a lot of times of a father. So it, it makes us into a different – we place us into a different category. But do we want to be that way? No, I, I I tell people all the time that you know I told somebody today I said people you think you hear people say why are you still single why this why that because a lot of people are even even afraid to come and get to know you because they look at you and say oh wow you you you're a powerful system but I don't always want to be that way I don't want to have, I I want to be able to depend on you so April if, I, I, April if you were to get married um, do you think uh, you'll be able to give that up? I'm I'm ready to give it up. It's just at this point in time in my life I can't. But I, I'm a, you have to be know your role as a woman and be able to be submissive, a submissive wife to your husband. Not mean being dominated, but being submissive to your to your mate. And most women to be, that that will really be honest with you, with the right man, with the right divine connection, we want to be that helpmate. We want to be. Um, uh, to be honest with you, the weaker vessel. We 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 want that, but when we don't have that, and when you know brothers ain't stepping up to the plate, meeting the expectation of what a godly man is supposed to be, we're forced to be the strong woman. But when it, it brothers will really take the time and get to know us, you you'll see. To be honest with you, a lot of us we're actually little girls, and we want to be we want to be held, we want to be nurtured by our king, but we can't do that at this point because we got a lot of other stuff we got to play full. Let me say this. A lot of people fail to understand what the word submission means. There are two different types of submission. There, there's submission basically by capitulation, and capitulation means to give in freely. And the other type of submission is by subjugation. And subjugation is when someone forces you to do something against your will. And every time, I think in most cases when people hear the word submission, they automatically think about subjugation and discard the idea of capitulation. And that's why you find people think, you know, okay, well, I need to be strong and independent, and, you know, and that is what makes me strong. No, because the Bible says, too, shall become one. And if it says two, naturally it's referring to two holes. It's not referring to two halves. It says two shall become one. So meaning that 
I'm not stronger than you. You're not stronger than me. And that that's why we need to capitulate to each other. I don't need to subjugate you to my will, and you don't need to subjugate me to your will. And not until people can understand that, you're supposed to freely submit to your your mate, you're not going to have a good relationship. And that is where you need to get to know the person, establish communication with that person, and, and when you find that, okay, I can trust you to make appropriate decisions on our behalf, then I can submit to you. There is nothing wrong with submitting to a person, and that is what a strong person is. You're not strong if you think, you know, because God did not intend for a man or a woman to raise a family on their own. And when you're doing that on your own, you're not a strong person, regardless of what you think, you know, regardless of what we think. And that is why our system is so broken, because we think that it's okay to be a single parent. You know, you're not being a strong person. So it takes a strong person to submit to the will, first to the will of God. And the will of God is, if you're going to have a family, it takes two. It says two shall become one. And if you're outside of that, then it simply means that you're not doing what God is asking you to do, and if you're not doing what God is asking you to do, then you're not capitulating to to that, and and therefore you're not a strong person. Hey, Mr. Lynch, do you think it's, it's, it's wise that that we have a definition of what strong is? Huh? I think I think we throw that word out there so loosely at this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and, and I think that's why people say, okay, well, I'm a strong person because I'm independent and I'm doing this. I can do this on my own. I don't need a man. I don't need. I don't need a woman. You know, I can take care of my own. You know, but at the same time, we want to have kids. We want to have relationships, which which don't lead to marriage. And you consider yourself a strong person. If you're a strong person, then you can submit to another person freely. It takes a strong person to do that. But that is where you first get to know the person. That is where you know that I can trust you to make decisions based on our, not my behalf, not your behalf, on our behalf. Wow. I think a lot of times in, in relationships, we, we try to get to know the other person or we try to figure that person out without you know, working and putting the quality time in that we need to get to know that person. And I think what we fail at is not dating the person. I think we fail in not knowing who we are. Right. Before we try to figure out who someone else is. Right. Because a lot of of us are acting. A lot of us are are, are doing the things that we saw other people do, and that's not really you. Mm -hmm. And and I I think once we learn who we are, when when we learn who we really are, Mm-hmm. I think we can really start to to mature and 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 take care of someone else and, and and hold that person's feelings and not just throw them off to the wayside and treat them any kind of way. Um, I, again, I just think we need to know who we are. Right, and it takes a strong 
person, uh, that's not the thought I want to give. I, as far as, um, gosh, I just lost the thought. <laughs> uh, as far as, um, oh, I can't bring back that thought. It's a good one. It, it, yeah. it was too good for you to forget. <laughs> <laughs> and you said something, and I wanted to say something right away, but I just totally lost that yeah. thought. We have to know who we are. Yeah, and we have to know who we are. Assumptive. We need to, that's where I wanted to go. We need to refrain. When you're getting to know someone, do not assume anything about this person. Do not, oh, he, he seems to be a nice guy. She seems to be a nice girl. Stop doing that. That is what questions are for. You ask questions. Stop being assumptive. Leave that word out of relationship. You, you, you're getting to know someone. You don't have no business assuming anything. Don't assume anything. Don't assume that he's a nice guy. Don't assume that she's a nice girl. Because there are ways to find out these things. Just be patient. You cannot be patient in assuming and start getting comfortable too quick. Well, it seems like we've been knowing each other for years, and it's been a, a thirty right. less than thirty days. <laughs> you know, don't 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 stop assume anything, you know, because you, you're cheating yourself and you're cheating that person. Right. Make him date you. Make him, as my big mama say, make him court you. Yeah. You learn a lot through through the courting stage. For me, if 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 it's nobody that I would, after having a few conversations with, look be a potential mate and you can y'all you know you can figure that out you know with a couple of conversations if the person may be able to move on to the next level right. I don't even date them I won't let even say, let me say this before we get off the air um, if you find a person you know you, you, like I said you assume that this person oh is so nice and you know you know that you have not tell this person everything about you there's still things that are relevant to, to, to getting into a relationship that you have not shared with this person yet, and yet they're coming to propose to you, red flag. <laughs> I love red, you. Red, red flag. When I say red flag, can't be any more red because they want to, they're proposing marriage simply because, okay, well, if I can get married now, then you won't find out this until it's too late. Hmm. Okay, we are already, baby, we are already married. Come on, let's just work on this. You know, I have, uh, uh, yeah, I should have told you I have three baby mothers and I'm not taking care of them and I'm not taking care of my kids, you know, but I thought you love me. And I figure, you know, being that we love each other, you know, that, that shouldn't affect us. You know, red flag, there's something about him that you need to know. He don't want you to know because he figure, okay, well, if, if I tell her this, she's not going to want to marry me. Mm. You know, you you meet a guy and two three months down the lane, the, the road you want to get married, red flag. Yes, Mr. I guarantee Lynch, we have, you. We have red flag. Left. We have about a minute left in the show, Mr. Lynch. If someone want to get in contact with you to buy your book or to just talk with you or send you an email, how would how could they get in contact with you? Okay, my email is I'm gonna give out the general one, which is support at valsonwriting.com and valson is spelled V as in Victor A-L-S-O-N W-R-I-T-I-N-G-S that's support at valsonwritings.com and valson you can get the book 
there's a link on my website at valsonwritings.com, and you click on the bookstore, and you can get my book there. And the book is called The Rules to Love. And the official release date is December 24th. After that, it will be available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, Borders.com, and I think just about every one of those stores locally. April, we have about 30 seconds. If you would give your information out if someone needs to get in contact with you. Um, sure. You can email me at info at AprilEMason.com or visit my site at AprilEMason.com. Thank you. Everyone, we've been on here for two hours. We have about 10 seconds left. We will just thank you so much for joining us and listening in to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Brian, I think we did meet our, our goal for tonight, and that's being more, doing more, and having more. We'll see everybody on Friday. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.